What is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieved stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to chat with Jamie Wyatt over Zoom. Jamie was born in Santa Monica, California, but raised in Washington State up by Tacoma, Washington. And Jamie talks about how she got into music, comes from a musical family. Both of Jamie's parents were musicians. Jamie got a guitar at five years old, really started to play it around 10, and was in bands from 15 on. Jamie talks about landing a record deal at 17 and having a song on the Wicker Park soundtrack. We also hear about her debut album, Felony Blues. Jamie talks about the Neon Cross record, which came out in 2020, and we hear all about the new album, which is called Feel Good. You can check out the interview with Jamie on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be amazing if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Jamie Wyatt. Hey, Jamie, how are you? Good. I'm well. Well. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> you doing this. Thank you. It's, oh, no, it's my pleasure. Adam, right? Yeah, I'm Adam. Yeah, thank okay. you again for doing this. Let me change my view. Oh, yeah, I like it. Wait, there's no one else on those squares. Are they going to have their faces? Hello. Uh, hi. No, they're all just AI note takers. And uh, Becca's no. here from Shorefire. Yeah. Wait. Quite amazing. Chat GBTs? Similar. Yeah, I mean, I NFT. think they use it. No, wait, wait, wait. NFTs are taking notes? No, not NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that would be cool if I could sell an NFT note taker thing i don't know anyway yeah uh, yeah they're just um i'm not worried about ai by the way i just good. think it's funny to joke on it because a lot of bizarre. people are and they're like oh i don't like that stuff and you're like um it's not the boogeyman no and it's coming anyway so either embrace it or <laughs> Dude, exactly that's exactly what i said to them Anyways. Yeah, it's either. Yeah, right. I mean, it's right. wild now that they can copy like people's voices and, and faces and <laughs> AI. See, like, you know, I think it's why would you ever want to do that? Personally, I don't know. But I, it, it, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, my wife's in real estate and like she'll be in these pages and people are like, what uh, headshot should I use? And they're all made by AI. And it's like, this doesn't look anything like you. <laughs> Yeah, it's like how to catfish. Uh, 100%. <laughs> like life. How to catfish life. Yeah. Um, so well, anyways. I was going to say, I'm, I'm excited to chat. This Dude, is are we about, recording this? this? These are gems. These are philosophy gems. Of oh, I record everything. Material. It's just rolling. Yeah, we just Adam, go with it. Adam, I love that about you. Thanks. <laughs> oh, thank no, you. I'm really happy about that. I was like, oh, cool. Because I'll probably be boring the second he says, okay, we're recording. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, I don't do the like, whole uh, like, all right, everybody, I'm going to stop this down and I'm going to give you this little spiel about, uh, you know, everything right. Jamie. <laughs> Are you you're in Nashville? Oh, yes. Nashville. Okay. So I live in south of Nashville. I moved here a couple oh, years really? ago. Yeah. Oh, God. Sorry. I forget I'm holding the camera sometimes. Um. Are you in like Murfreesboro? 
Murphy's no, no, I mean, no, you gotta uh, say like Williamson County area. Right on. Yes. Right on. I've been to a horse show out there in uh, Williamson County. Probation. Like, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's an interesting spot, but I, I love it here. Um, yeah. I got, I came from San Diego. I got some, which is some harsh words said to me there. Um, really? Oh, I, I guess I can. I am. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but uh, yeah. So this is about you and oh, your no, journey no. in music. And no and reflection on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've only been here like a little under two years, so I have nothing to do with that. Um, exactly. Okay. <laughs> I'm a San Diego ruled kid. Out. Ruled out. Suspect ruled out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would love to talk to you about your 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 journey in this in this industry, and obviously the new album. Uh, which oh I've yeah, had a music here. It's awesome. Music. Yeah, we can talk music. music. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, but first, uh, let's start with with you. You were originally from uh, Washington State. Is that what I saw? Yeah, I'm from Washington State. Um, I was born in uh, Santa Monica, California, but oh, we moved okay. moved when I was four. So I don't really remember that. And like, it's funny because my oldest sister, you know, kind of grew up in L.A., Beth Hills, and my dad was a musician but it didn't uh then then when we moved me and my other sister are like totally northwest pacific northwest people interesting uh yeah because like i four years old to 17 i was um, in in uh on fox island on a little island that i grew up on yeah 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 i I'm from San Diego. I've lived in the Bay Area for a bit, but yeah, I I knew a lot of people that came down from nice. Pacific Northwest. So yeah, um, yeah, I've always yeah. lived. I mean, I'm pretty much always lived on the West Coast, like uh, California. I lived in San Francisco. I lived in L.A. Uh-huh. I lived in L.A. for twelve years. Wow! And how long mm-hmm. have you been in Nashville then? Four or five years. So uh, okay, but awesome. yeah. So, uh, growing, you said your parents are musicians or your dad was a musician or is a musician. My dad was, yeah. My dad's, uh, passed on, but oh, I'm sorry. my, thank you. My mother sang with him and they wrote songs and loved music. And it was just kind of like really important in our family. Yeah. Was that some uh, kind of a reason why you got into it at all or? Oh, I'm sure. I don't think the apple ever falls that far from the tree. <laughs> what about your siblings? Like, Are they stay- musicians? Uh-uh. No, they have okay. other parts of my mom's personality and dad's personalities. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, yeah. You were just like little uh, partitions of, I just, I think, I think at least we get put on these paths by way of some parental i know some people say it's random but it never is really that random right right it's not you think it's, it's random not. until they're older they're like wow I'm, I'm still my family or i'm still my you know dad or mom or whatever yeah yeah uh, totally so you but, grew up, yeah so i was just gonna say around like, music going to yeah, concerts grew up around music. Too. okay did you ever see yeah. your dad or parents perform like were they doing yeah i did yep still yep. doing music when you were around okay mm-hmm. yeah and uh I tried to sing with my dad. Sorry, they're doing construction out here in Nashville. I hope everyone hears that. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess out here. Don't move here. No, uh, I don't really care where everyone moves. Um, contrary to that statement. Uh, yeah, I, I, I heard him perform um, a bunch, I think. Like, they were kind of performing, but not as much, you know? Okay. Not as yeah, much. Yeah. yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah. And but what about you as far as uh, music? How did, did did you play an instrument at a very early age? Did you pick up a guitar young or anything like that? Mm, yeah, I picked it up around like five, six. And uh, oh. yeah, well, they gave it they gave me a guitar at five and um, it's like a little fender. And so I I did play it, but like I wasn't good at chords. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then later, like at twelve, I played more and more, and um, yeah, I just started teaching myself songs and singing kind of all the time after school, okay. up late at night, and then I got a band at fifteen, played in the bars, all that. Oh, really? Um, in up in yeah. uh, Washington State? Yeah, in Tacoma. Tacoma and Seattle and like these Goma is is like much bigger and much nicer now, but Mm -hmm. it was tiny. Used to play on Sixth Avenue. Okay. Like jazz bones or like the showboat down uh, by the park that by the ferry that takes you to Vashon Island. Oh, the showboat was down there. I tried to have a drink there. Oh, they caught me so quick. I was like 16. (laughs) I tried to have a whiskey. Yeah, I did. Um, cause I was always, always <laughs> bad, you know, just like mischievous and well, and you know, like it's in our culture, like everybody drinks on TV yeah. and everybody that's cool. Every gangster that I've ever loved in a movie, Ray Liotta, although I don't think I'm like one character, Robert De Niro, I don't think he drank liquor in casino. Did you, I mean, now I should, okay, I need to start like an analysis of all gangster movies. But um, the point I'm is, I was think like, about it. Yeah, I don't remember. To be yeah, honest. people like, you know, alcohol always looked romantic. Mm-hmm. And so, and in, uh, you know, music, blues, legends, um, rock and roll singers, and a lot. So just, anyway, so, <laughs> so uh, you know, boozing and, uh, whatever and like as a young person definitely got me into trouble and then but yeah you, i mean i, I know you wrote fun. an album about it <laughs> i've written a lot yeah you know yeah. i've written a couple albums about that about it'll always be there i'm always gonna have some sort of relationship with or you know with alcohol but i don't really um talk about it as much there's there's some other things you know it's like that was just that was the solution that was like the medicine Uh and so i i'm mostly thinking about and talk about what what else was underneath like what you know parts of me that i'm discovering Uh uh-huh or like um just different places in my you know discovering how to be in my body more be like more authentic uh, uh-huh. I see like different parts coming out of me that were like not always there because it, it we're no it wasn't always a welcome place. Like I was, you know, we all struggle. I think ninety percent of the population struggles with anxiety, uh-huh. right? Anxiety and depression, and and I think that keeps us all balled up and like, um, just in a place in my life where I want more freedom, um, more more autonomy more experiences i've like i've you know i've lost more of my friends and i don't want to waste life anymore Mm -hmm. um 
I understand the permanence of the, you know, I understand like my mortality a little bit more, you know, and, and therefore I need to experience more fucking joy. Can I swear on this podcast? Yeah, of course just, you uh, can. Oh, no, 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 you I was can like, swear. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, it, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, sorry, I lost my train of thought. No, no, no. I, I just, Adam, I, you got it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you got me. You got me. No, I got you. And cause I, yeah. I'm, I'm in recovery and that's why I always thought your story is so fascinating because I, you know, I, we must have similar brains in that aspect of life. You know, you go to meetings and you talk to these people and it's like, Oh, I could hear your story and I could see myself, you know, that, that whole thing. Yeah. But I don't know if you still do do recovery, but that, I found that a uh, fascinating fact about you. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do recovery. I do more, I do more, uh, individual therapy now. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't, this isn't yeah. a recovery podcast by any means, but I just, no. you know, when it, no, when no, it I relates just felt, to I, that, I feel like, Oh, that's, I cool, felt the right? need to add that. I like both and, but lately some you know somatic therapy and talk therapy on a reg- regular basis um i did also i just like want to say this for everybody better health or whatever it's not mm-hmm. bad not bad <laughs> no really like pretty good so it's pretty cheap pretty good you know one so I'm gonna, once I'm a gonna month clip even. that send it over to <laughs> just kidding yeah no uh, <laughs> i think it's good that people hear not even like I'm not promoting. I don't really well, I'm, care. I'm kidding, 100. percent Yeah. <laughs> I um, mean, I'm a I'm a capitalist in other ways, but just maybe not in that way. <laughs> 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 you know? uh, okay, so you were in a band. You said 15, I was in a band 15, in high school. In high school, and we were not cool. No, we were doing like. Well, it's kind of interesting. We were really into 60s. My, I had a drummer that was really into 60s rock and roll. Uh, and that was really fun because he, he, he was actually like, like kind of a prodigy kid, uh, Trevor Hall. He like played, um, like Mitch Mitchum, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Mitch Mitchell? You gotta, we gotta fact check me, but you know, the drummer from Jimi Hendrix experience. Yeah. And so this kid, it's Mitch Mitchell. Good. Okay. Well, this kid, Trevor could do that shit with like, you know just with ease and um and he played big old tubby ludwigs um he had two floor toms you know like the classic keith moon slash um whatever 60s rock and roll drummer setup mm-hmm. that was really fun and then we had, um my bass player was really into the grateful dead uh ryan and who's great and i i played like acoustic guitar but i was it was all really pretty up tempo and shuffles kind of Grateful mm-hmm. Dead, kind of Van Morrison, still like this weird, you know, little R&B. And then my voice sounded country or whatever. And mm-hmm. then I went on and, you know, made all kinds of, wrote all kinds of songs. I've written, written a lot of songs in my life. Yeah, but, that's fascinating that you guys were playing that style of music. Because, I mean, just based off the internet, yeah. we're about the same age. So I'm like, you know, p- kids doing that, you know, 60s sound is pretty you know unique uh yeah i guess it is huh i mean i don't know we were in middle school and we we're stoned <laughs> i feel like everybody was listening to led zeppelin you know doing mm-hmm. that but 
So, so the, yeah, I feel like there's a natural, whatever teenage tendency to like go to classic rock. Uh, right. Right. But, uh, that was fun. It was fun. It was good, good study. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you moved uh, down to LA, you said at 17. Well, sort of. Yeah. Oh, San, Francisco, okay. San Francisco for a little bit. And then, then back to, then to Tacoma for a little bit or back with my mom for a little bit. And then LA, Okay. Um, when I was 19 or 18. Yeah. One of those. And then, yeah, I lived there for like 10, 11 years. No, okay. 12 years. And were you doing, yeah. I mean, music throughout that whole period? Was I always that kind made of music. Yeah. yeah. I, oh yeah. And it was always my main pursuit. Okay. I mean, there was, there were, there were times probably, I, there were times after like, you know, when I was younger, after when I got sober, it was kind of like, eh. there were there were dry periods where I was just like, I can't, I can't fight the fight here with mm-hmm. music. But um, I always went back to started touring or whatever, even on my own. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, because you got from just based off what I was reading, you got signed at like 17, right? I got a deal at 17. Yeah. That's yeah, wild. Yeah. Like. Was that based off of just playing a bunch or like somebody yeah, find you? I did you? play a bunch. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I played, we played, I don't know, everywhere, like every week um, in Tacoma. But yeah, they came to see me out at some place called the Swiss, Swiss Tavern, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. And did you put and a record I think out My there? mom used to go dance in there too. She oh, like, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when she, yeah. Um, and would you ask me, Adam? Pardon. I, oh, I was wondering if, like, at that point, where did you put, like, with that label at seventeen, did you put like an album out or a record out or, what, like, what came oh, with that e- deal? EP and all that. Yeah, an EP that you know didn't go anywhere. Uh, but the sound it got on some soundtracks. I got on a soundtrack for a movie called Wicker Park. Oh uh, yeah, Josh Hartnett. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there was like Stereophonics were on there, and I thought they were cool Damn. and. Yeah. Uh, who has Postal Service, uh, Death Cab. Uh, it's cool. That must have yeah, been yeah, huge. I, I, I mean, to have like your song in a film, right? <laughs> I got a lot of <laughs> emails off that because all I had when I was a kid, like I was 17. So I had a landing page of a website that I figured out how to do this. It was like amazing, I think. But it just had an email there. It was just like a picture of me and it said contact. And then it went to an email. And so I get emails like, I'm in Germany. Are you coming to play here? And I was like, what? Whoa. Is somebody, do I have to figure that out? And I was just like, uh, no. <laughs> I don't know what uh, to do. Yeah. We um, didn't have like, you know, oh, um, <laughs> how to's on YouTube for this. Right, right. It was just, and now back, I mean, in the 90s, or early 2000s, like if you got signed, I feel like that was like, we, you know, I made it. Like I felt like that well, was Well, it thing, still felt right? that way. Yeah, exactly. I bet it did. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it did. Yeah. Um, it did in the moment. It, it was, yes. And from that guy, like, from that deal and everything, like what kind of the next move was, I, you put out um, Felony Blues. That was a handful. I mean, that was years later, right? Uh. Probably. Yeah, years. I did a lot of versions of that album though. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, I've I'm into editing. Mm-hmm. Usually. When I started my career, I was. 
because I wanted the words uh, and I didn't know, you know, everything had to be perfect to me to put out there because it, it was my first thing. So, and I had a lot of great, you know, and I had some great like minds around me at the time, you know, guiding, getting some advice here or there. And, and so I did, I didn't release albums, you know, that, that I had made. Mm-hmm. And that was good because it wasn't, it took a while to figure out how to communicate music and how to communicate what my head heard, what, you know, what the language was and how to communicate with engineers, producers. And really that's all it was. Uh, and to even find my voice or understand mm-hmm. what my style was and feel confident in that. I mean, confidence is a, that's a life battle, but it's, you know, I think as a younger, like, femme person, it wasn't like, you know, uh, super easy to just roll on confidently. Right. I mean, and to finally, I mean, at what, like you said, you had multiple versions of that or that, that oh, record. Yes. Like, sure. I, so between well, the songs on there, I can't say exactly. It wasn't like, you know, there's not, all the songs oh, yeah, were demoed up. Okay. And written and so written in, and in edited. That, it, Awesome. Yes. Um, okay. So uh, I guess my question would be just about, you know, I just want to touch a little bit on, you know, the two prior releases before, and then obviously get into the the new album. Yeah. Yeah. If we can move into the new album, that'd be so cool. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Of course. Uh, Cause um, I know my manager is going to be like, Ooh, I don't bargain me. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. A hundred percent. I was just curious, like with, um, with with full uh felony blues like was that I, like did you finally was there a moment or something that kind awesome. of you were gonna say Folsom blues <laughs> and i took that uh to like as a compliment okay good. when i did when i did felony blues yeah i just you know i tried at it a lot <laughs> yeah like felony was there a blues, moment you're like the album. okay were you like oh like uh, i'm these are ready like do you remember having that moment Uh, yeah, and it took like three years. Okay. Yeah, three and a half. Uh, wow. Maybe four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I ran out of money, but at uh, seven songs, <laughs> that I think I whistled on there. Seven songs. <laughs> yeah, that's when. Anyways. Oh, so then it was over. It was like, okay, we that I ran out of money. This is the seven songs we're going to put this out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you know, because uh, I just I, it. it I believe in because I was investing when and saving up money and then I would put it towards like a good, good musicians, good recordings equipment, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, I, I wanted quality over quantity. hundred yeah. percent. Um, with the, you put a record out in, in 2020. Uh, was mm-hmm. that, was that done like neon cross was that would you put that out in the during the pandemic before the pandemic like how did that fall as far as being yeah it, and everything? I, it i put out an album um when the quarantine happened like the lockdown uh the oh, worldwide right. yeah, epidemic yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. thing it, that was, happened uh-huh <laughs> yeah so You're, i like, yeah, that, yeah that was a bummer no touring we have some we had some big stuff going on we had dates with tanya tucker we had an album release at exit in 
Wow. Uh, we had stuff with Shooter. We had, oh yeah, it all went away. It just evaporated. <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer. So uh, did you, was the record already recorded and, or done then before? And I became a gardener. Did you really? I, I did. Well, yeah, I just spent all my time in the garden. It was the only yeah. way I could like cope with it, with everything. Yeah. Were you writing a lot during that time period? Yeah, I wrote a lot in that time period, but there was also a really a lack of a lack of connectivity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, everyone was isolated, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know. It just that time. Uh, it it was good. I I practiced a lot. Mm -hmm. I I practiced at that time. I was practicing more than writing. But then I also wrote a lot at the time. But I don't know. Did any did any of that end up becoming part of this the new album? I, you, that's a good question. Um, you know what's funny is only one, two. Well, what do we include pandemic to be in all that? You know, I, I, I guess yeah, two. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 some yeah, people yeah. still songs, consider I, it right. Yeah, Fugitive was written during that time at the end of the pandemic. I, oh, I had COVID when I wrote this song called Fugitive. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was like, I like, I just like, I could bring my electric guitar in my bed when I'm ill. I've always uh -huh. done that because I could play and write because I'll be really sleeping a lot and trying to heal, you know? And then, like, really relaxed. And that's when <laughs> the songs come. And so I just have a my Telecaster in the bed. <laughs> and then that's where you, and you wrote Fugitive that way. Yeah, with Fugitive with COVID. Mm -hmm. I was ill with COVID. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, was there a moment that you realized that, or did you knew? Did you know that you're working towards writing an album or are you just writing songs and then stuff started to kind of sonically work or, you know, was there like a oh, through yeah. line to I the mean, whole thing? Yeah. Playing a lot of piano, I think probably helped influence this album and, um, and, and what I was listening to, uh, okay. you know, rock and roll piano blues piano and stuff like that uh and then and uh listening to you know like old school r&b and then like leon even um all the leons leon bridges all the leons all. leon bridges leon russell all them kings of leon <laughs> kings oh wait <laughs> <laughs> well most of the Leon. Like I, I like <laughs> the one. There's an album of theirs that's really cool called Fans. Or no, that's a song called Fans. Uh -huh. Kings of Leon. I saw. I saw them back in the day in San Francisco. I saw oh, them at Slims. Yeah. Uh, no way. I love that venue. That's a great. Yeah, venue. I saw them. At, yeah, it was a great show. They they jet opened for them. That uh, wow, Jet did, yeah, and it, oh yeah, my and God. that's that's wild. I said, Are you gonna be my girl? Yeah, 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 it's also a lot like that song's a lot like the Stooges, uh huh, song. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, 
I, when I saw them the first time, they they were opening for Bob Dylan, so it was a bunch of different experience. And you what? had Slim, really, really, <laughs> yeah, Wait. yeah, okay. yeah. I, they had that one song that like was in a like a iPod commercial or something, and Bob they, yeah, loved it. I guess he did. He put him on. He put him on the tour. It was wild. Um, okay, random. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Um, well, Makes sense. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. with the, with the, with the album, you had some obviously a few of those songs done, and then when do you do you record the whole thing? And are you doing it in Nashville? Oh, so we, you- so we we to write the record, we had a really cool process. I met a guy named Joshy Strouder, and he played keys. And I'd been looking for him. I met him at the Curtis Harding show. He was opening for Curtis, and they were at, they were at um gosh, they were at the Exit Inn. And um, so I went down there and, and got got to talking with Joshi about writing and because he played keys in a way that I could tell was really cool and had some gospel chords and mo- like those movements going, like had that in his repertoire. And I was like, that's what I've been looking for because mm. a lot of the piano music I got into led me to this like both gospel gospel influence stuff and also uh and just straight up r&b um and uh yeah yeah so joshy and i i was like hey i'm gonna get on an off day he did some gigs with us and we did this gig at hardly strictly bluegrass in san francisco oh yeah that's golden great, gate park yeah, yeah that's a great, and we got, uh, it's is it still free? it used to be free which is even more insane yeah it is free hardly mm-hmm. strictly bluegrass is Free and it's in yeah. Golden Gate Park, and they curate. Emmy Lou Harris does it every year, I think. And Steve Earle's always there, and like I saw Emmy Lou sing there, and like I was moved to tears. Um, wow! I was side stage watching her sing. Like she was like, I don't know, 12, 13 feet from me. Um, and the you know it's a really cool at- atmosphere there. It actually feels like you know you got a bunch of your the oak trees and but it like feels like 60s um there it still feels like the 1960s like even when you look out in the audience you could kind of like what squint your eyes and be like uh you know uh, eliminating the fashion uh differences but you could the vibe was there and so um anyways we went into a studio in los angeles verdugo studios friend of mine um was a bass player and he ran that that studio in highland park or whatever mount washington i forget (laughs) you know and and we've gotten there with me and will scott was on drums and joshy strather on keys um and uh, aaron stern ran the studio he's the bass player uh i had so anyways, we were in there and, and Aaron had played at Hardly Strictly with us. So then we went into his studio for a day and we came up with like, we would just do grooves. I'd be like, hey, we just give me a beat that's like this, that. Or then Joshy would come over and be like, wait, what about this kind of movement, this progression? And then I would just sing over some, I'd come up with a hook. It's like sing something, but then you know, he'd go minor, he'd move chords around and I'd be like, yes, 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 that's good. Or I'd be like, no, not there, you know, move mm-hmm. here. So then, so we were able to come up with, um, then I'd be like, all right, so let's make a decision, talk about the form, 
run it a bunch of times. And so we got like super raw demos where I was just improv singing, you know, like scrambled eggs over that. Like, okay. Yeah. Paul McCartney used to do or whatever. Uh, but actually came up with some cool stuff. There was more of a spirit that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and some and of those I, vocals, so, did some of those lyrics even like yes. make the so, album? Like for which Yeah, song? this single world worth keeping. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I just was, I really only had that line. And I had the guitar lick I wrote on electric guitar, the boo-doo, guys sitting there with Joshy and stern just started doing this droning bass because joshy had a movement that went like d d7 g or something and uh and then and then i was like oh what's that chord are you doing like that oh okay the weird bass note thing yeah i know how to do that um and then did the lick came up with the lick and all i had out of that thing and i was like i know the dynamic's gonna come up because we were just jamming and then i would just go Take a look around you. There's a world worth keeping. And uh and I got even kind of like hardly do that. I was probably like screaming that, you know. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't I was doing it in a way, probably it's hurtful. But uh yeah, so we got that song. We got um we gotta we still have more stuff from that session that we need to like write and edit. Like there's so much, it was so much magic there. Then I did the same thing on here in Tennessee, out Millersville. Um, and I wrote, and we wrote, I had a lick that I wrote with my guitar player on that. I wrote it on guitar back to the country like that. Buddha, Buddha, Buddha. Mm-hmm. So that was my lick. And, Ryan loved it, my guitar player. And so I used some of my touring band on this album also. Um, Ryan Hartman um, and Kyle Eggert. And then had, uh, studio guys like, I don't know, Joshy actually is playing the band too. So he's a touring band guy. Um, anyways, yeah. So we did the same thing in Millersville. We wrote like back to the country out there. And that studio is in my friend's trailer up in. I don't know, off at Millersville, yeah. Outside wow. of Nashville. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so we wrote Back to the Country there, and that's where we wrote Feel Good, the title track. Um, I ended up going back out to L.A. to finish more songs before we cut the record with Adrian Casada. Yeah, you got from uh, Black Puma. Austin, Texas. Yes. Yeah, from Black Pumas. Uh, he's the founder of that band and he's the producer and the guitar player of that band. Uh, the band found is fantastic. I mean, they're so good. Eric, Eric Burton is also, also godly, but Adrian Casada is godly. Like, and so uh, good. Well, he's cool. He is like um, just. He's like a ninja of sound in the way that <laughs> he knows. I, even his guitar tones are just buttery, mm-hmm. like butter, uh, and like chimey and cool. I don't know. He wrote the guitar parts on um, "Love Is a Place" and like um, that'll be out in you know September seventh. "Love Is a Place" will come out on the radio and DSPs so you can hear it, but. Oh, wow. Uh, 
Yeah. That's, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. That's when the album comes out too, right? Play guitar on it. No, no. Album don't come out till November 11th. Oh, okay. No, wait. November 3rd. Yes. November 3rd. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. That one. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, it is. Yeah. It's good. We made we made it quick, you know, like to me, mm-hmm. quick is like recording for recorded, a, you know, like a week at a time, week mm-hmm. on, we've gone probably like total three weeks. Wow. That's I mean, yeah, that's quick. Three weeks to do the whole album. Well, for the amount of instrumentation that I wanted on there mm-hmm. that. I knew like, like we were good about, but like good about budgeting. I was like, I want horns here. I want strings on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then, and Adrian would be like, come and be like, Oh, actually I hear horns here. And I was like, Oh yeah, cool. Cause there was things I would, you know, think one way. Um, we got congas on the album and I've always wanted to have congas. Um, so beautiful instrumentation arrange arrangement um by adrian and he collaborated with some other string and sax arrange um musicians and composers arrangers yes uh-huh. all the above and uh it was awesome. you know I, I don't know it's the it's the gnarliest record i've ever made i'll just say that i'm just like i think it's really pr- i'm very proud of it and and i think it's really good music i think well um, yeah that's exciting yeah. i mean are you touring are you gonna do a tour for it mm-hmm. that's awesome i'll tour in january uh headlining but um we got so we've got so many days we've got orville peck oh um, wow orville peck's rodeo and in um, JT out in Joshua Tree um, on November 10th. Wow. So we're gonna, yeah. There's That's tons it. of stuff coming up. We have ACL in uh, October, October 13th. Friday the mm-hmm. 13th, we play ACL Fest. Oh, man. That's amazing. Yeah. That's the same night as Kendrick Lamar. Wow. That's amazing. Like, that for is me, amazing. For me, that's pretty cool. You know, you That's think about even cool. what I've, I've made kind of rootsy music for a while, for a while right? Mm-hmm. So to be on this lineup, I feel like it's, you know, you're like, oh, okay, cool. I've really, my career's maybe progressed a little bit. Yeah, for 100%. That's that's amazing. Well, and then you're, I saw you're doing it on vinyl, which is awesome. That's really cool, like bluish yeah. color. That's exciting. We got a well. blue one. We have... The, the actually the main one will be pink on pink. Oh, so okay. pink, yeah, the main one's pink on pink, and the other ones we got white and ele- electric denim is one of my favorites. That's that blue one you mentioned. Awesome. Yeah, well, so thank- a bunch of colors. Very, very cool. Well, thank you so much for doing <laughs> this, Jamie. I appreciate your time today. And I have one more quick question to ask before I let you go. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. I think there's a lot of too much advice going around these days. And I think that people need to learn how to use their intuition and go out there and fail a lot. 
uh, you can't, you know, don't go around hurting people because you literally that'll just come right back to you. If you're trying to make anything creative, it you'll fuck yourself by karma. Um, I really, truly believe that. Um, but yeah, it's I can't tell anyone how to do anything. Just find a way to do what you love. Find out what you love. So go fail at a lot of things. 